Okay, welcome everybody. Welcome back to Truth Pavels. It's been a while. It sure has. Okay. Why do I feel like I'm so unprepared again? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm Amanda. I'm Astasia. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. So yeah, it has been quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like that nervous bug. I know, like, at first we got into the swing of doing it, and so it was like, all right, here we go, and now that it's been some time, we're like, huh, what, how, but we know. Yeah. The Lord's strength. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Oh my gosh, we were, we were cracking some jokes, and I think it was just kind of like our way of just kind of prepping to do this again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were funny. Shake off the jitters. Shake, 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 shake off the jitters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyways, well, first of all, we kind of want to do Mistage's random fact because (laughs) that's how usually we want to start this off. Probably won't be the case all the time, but yeah, we're going to start off with Mistage's random fact because I think it's pretty interesting. Oh. Yeah. I do. I really do. Really? Yes. Oh. I know. I'm hyping it up too much, ain't I? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe like, dial it back. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so let's put the jingle here. Little random facts about Mistasia. Oh, goodness. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, hopefully y'all can't hear the dog barking, but it sounds like massive chaos. Out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, that's not the random fact. No, it's So not. let's get into it. So. I have this water bottle I've been hyping for a while now. It's a Contigo brand. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's really cool. I'm picking it up right now. Holds 24 ounces. Why do I feel like I'm doing an ad read? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is not sponsored, by the way, but Contigo, if you hear us, you know, hey, shout out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it has this cool little, like, flap that covers where you normally drink out of, and then you, like, push down this button, and it opens that little flap, and so then you can, like, drink out of it from there. So it doesn't have a straw. And it's, um, like, this almost, like, it creates, like, a pressure chamber, so it doesn't, like, come out when you drink out of it and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's, it's really good, and it helps keep it cool and stuff. But the reason why I really like this water bottle and, like, recommend it to every person I ever come across, whether they asked for this information or not, is, guys, come on. You can drink laying down. <laughs> like... <laughs> And it's like the best water bottle out there just because of that reason alone. <laughs> now, mind you, Contigo, sometimes your water bottle spits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know sometimes it's because it's hot, you know, and so it builds up pressure, oh so all the water is forced out if it, if it doesn't escape the air, if the air doesn't escape first. But, you know, being um, an, uh, uh, a seasoned Contigo <laughs> user for drinking, <laughs> drinking laying down, I release the pressure before I drink and all that, and sometimes it still just decides it's going to be rotten that day. So, um, and uh, I think I've had a random fact before about how I hate, like, that dripping wet hair on your dry clothes and everything. So, yeah, that water just, like, coming down my face and, like, onto my clothes, not a fun feeling for me. Mm-mm. But I can vouch how much you really loves that water bottle because, lo and behold, I use one too now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I've already gotten some others on board too, but yeah, every time someone tries to challenge my water bottle, water bottle, yeah, 
my water bottle preference. Oh I'm God. like, but you can drink laying down. Yeah. So I hope I explained what the water bottle looks like clearly enough so you can go and get one yourself. But, you know, everyone's got their preferences. Right. But true story. Indeed. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just, yeah, I mean, swear, if she can get this out to as many people as possible, she feels like she's doing the world a big favor. <laughs> For all oh of your your water drinking needs. Yes, there you go. Quite. So, um, before I get started on the topic for this podcast, Nastasia has a few updates for you all listening in, so I'm going to let her continue talking here. So, <laughs> <laughs> we do have um, one thing on uh, Truth Prevails, the podcast, is that for some time we were doing some vodcasts over on our Patreon. But we're actually deciding to put the podcasts we've already recorded, those episodes are going to combine with the donation tab that's on there because we're no longer going to be doing vodcasts for the time being. And the reason is, drum roll please, okay, um, we have our Restore Women's Bible Studies and it now has a YouTube channel, woohoo! So... We've just got, um, we're doing two videos a week over on there. They're like, you know, five to 20 minute videos and stuff like that. And it's all pertaining to Bible study and other topics about, you know, the Christian walk. And, you know, of course it's pertaining to women and their children, should they choose to bring them on there as well, or, Mm -hmm. you know, to go and watch, I mean. So we're really excited about that. So a lot of our time and focus is going to be going into that. So that is why the vodcasts are going to be on hold for the time being. And also why our podcast will now only be um, recorded once a month rather than twice a month. And it'll be um, coming out the last Friday of the month is what we're planning. So yeah, that's pretty much it for updates, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys can go ahead and, uh, Check out the Restore Women's Bible Studies and RWBS. You can find that on YouTube. And we really look forward to making those videos for the woman out there. The Christian woman out there. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, the topic at hand for today is... Peace. Specifically? Yes. Inexplicable peace. Which some of you may say, how can you explain that? There's no explanation. Well, the Bible can explain that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a it's amazing type of peace that we get through Christ, which no one else can provide. Because if we kind of go into it slightly and start trying to talk about the peace that the world portrays, Mm -hmm. that's nothing. Nothing in comparison to what Christ gives us. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you give us an example, Mastasia, of some sort of time where you tried to receive peace from this world and it just didn't cut it like every day (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness i mean because yeah it's like for example let's say you find you try to find peace in your financial stability therefore Mm. you're finding peace in your job so what happens if your company if the company goes bankrupt and then you're out of a job out of nowhere random just boom like that your stability is now gone that peace that you believed you would have through the worldly means, it falls flat. It it's does. risky. It's not true peace, whereas peace with Christ, that is unto eternity if you're his, mm-hmm. if you're his child. Then 
you have that peace that no one can shake off. Or let's say you're about to go up on stage and deliver to the, the gospel to a bunch of people who hate Christ and wants any Christian dead. Mm-hmm. Well, you might be really nervous about that because you're like, okay, this is a big deal. And yet in giving it over to God, that just unexplainable peace of just, it's okay. Even if I die, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And you go and you deliver the gospel. And you know, that's that hypothetical instance there. But um, yeah. And so uh, in my life personally, I know that I used to think of money as my stability. And I know that the old mindset can sometimes come in. And then, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, relying on my own sufficiency, my mind, um, relying on uh, family members even, you know, it's, I just know that I have a lot of like um, so-called stability and peace that I find in those things that aren't lasting right they're not really reliable um and I'm learning that more so and especially with myself because I'm just learning more and more how much I do rely on myself and my ability to problem solve and to Mm -hmm. analyze things and um that's just not that way to really go about it like you need to go about it relying on scripture, relying on the Holy Spirit, relying on Christ, prayer, taking thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't always go that route. I can go the route of distraction. And if I can make myself feel like I'm happy in this, you know, um, fleeting pleasure, let me watch the show. Let me go and distract myself by being quote unquote productive about something. And then I can convince myself nothing's wrong. But really it's like, I'm using those distractions to give me some type of peace when deep down I'm unsettled because I need to take it to God and trust him in that. Um, Right. Yeah. Right. It's just this idea of something aside from Christ, obviously, is giving me this peace. But we all, if we clearly look at it as Christians, it's always deemed a false peace because it's not lasting it really does not last. There's nothing actually foundational to it in any kind of way, such as Mastasia has mentioned that um, she had security in, in money. So same thing here. It's, oh, I have peace that my bills are going to get paid as long as I'm seeing the money coming in, right? Mm-hmm. As long as I have that. <clears throat> or I have peace and knowing that I have a car there that's going to get me from point A to point B. And so there's a peace about it. But as soon as any of that stuff seems to be stripped or looks like it's going to be stripped, mm-hmm. it's this like chaos ensues in my mind. And it's like, I want to use this example, but I also want to be, um, I guess, slightly cautious as when I say it, because I don't want to be misinterpreted. That's mm-hmm. the thing. But this is the reality of it. We see so much that's going on in this world. We see so much chaos. Christians, if you're paying attention, you are seeing biblical prophecy come into play or it's been in play for a while and it just keeps developing even more and more so. But what is real is so many people want to talk about mental health. And I know Mastasia and I will get on this topic a lot more at some point in time in the future in another podcast, but I'm just going to use it as a slight jumping point. So this whole thing of... COVID happening and all these things occurring where I'm hearing several different people saying, you know, now that having to be at home can't have that escape to work, to a bar, Mm -hmm. to a club, 
to all these things, um, obviously such as we call them distractions, um, we can't have that. We're actually having to deal with whatever we have at home, the things that we have not dealt with, dealt with, you know, even within ourselves, within Mm -hmm. our hearts. And this, this can actually be proposed to Christians as well. Okay. So this whole idea of I can go get, you know, a glass of wine. I can go do this. I can go do that. I can go to the mall. I can escape Mm-hmm. is a false piece. It is a false piece. Mm-hmm. So this whole concept of, you know, so many people are starting to have more issues or they're starting to feel more of this frustration, this anger, a lot of aggravation is growing within the home and everything because everybody's been under a guise of false peace. It's just they're actually distractions. They're things that draw us away from the reality of situations. But see, in Christ, there's true, lasting peace, real mm-hmm. peace. And that's the inexplicable peace that even in the midst of so much chaos, mm-hmm. even in the midst of trials, even in the midst of heartache, suffering, torment, mm-hmm. you can have peace, mm-hmm. real peace. And that's the type of peace that we're talking about here. Right. That is the the, the real peace that we're talking about here. And that many do not find, even Mm -hmm. Christians. Christians refuse to believe in that or they seek out worldly, what is it, comforting, consoling, distractions Mm -hmm. to kind of bring on that peace. Right. Do you have something to add? It's like, you know, people rely on peace that's only provided based on circumstances, that circumstantial peace. Like if, you know, my home looks like this if my job is like this if my you know financial income is this if you know all those type if my relationships are this you know um then i will have peace rather than being in spite of those things if they all were to go berserk it wouldn't matter because i have christ and i'm solid and rooted in him Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean so i think okay one of the greatest I mean, this scripture is definitely engraved in my head (laughs) completely. And um, it's Philippians 4, 6, and it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. But then also when you read 7, it says that the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds of Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I think about that scripture, it's, you're not supposed to be anxious for anything. Right. Now, we're clearly saying this to a Christian, a true follower of Jesus Christ. We have no grounds to be anxious for anything. Mm-hmm. Now, before the thoughts start coming into your head, such as, you know, some people can't deal with it well. Some people have this. Some people have that. You know what? We're not separating the physical and the spiritual because there's no such thing. That's mm-hmm. all. At all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. There's no separation. But yes, granted, there are people that have some sort of physical abnormalities in some sense, some form, where yes, some sort of medicinal, um, what is it? Like uh, aid. Aid. Mm-hmm. We would want to say that. Right. Is needed. But we're not going into that. We're talking about just the clear anxiety that comes in because something's not Mm -hmm. working out correctly, something doesn't look the way that you want it to look like, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're battling with our own insecurities, we're battling with Mm -hmm. just things that are not panning out, Mm -hmm. we're just, 
we're upset, we're frustrated and all that stuff, or we get stressed out over things mm-hmm. that, yes, all valid things that are occurring, but yet we're told to be anxious for nothing. Right. And that we are supposed to give all of that over to God, give it all over to him, and he gives us that peace that surpasses all understanding, mm-hmm. that inexplicable peace. Mm-hmm. Because many would say, how in the world are you at peace when all this is happening in your life? And it's like, the only thing you could possibly say is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Did you have something to add? Just our stability is in him. And uh, and a lot of times it's like those anxious thoughts, it's like, it's not as though to say we don't deal with anxious thoughts. Exactly. How many times it's like in a day that it's just like, I don't know, I'm just really stressed about this or oh, I'm really frustrated because this isn't panning out mm-hmm. and it's kind of starting to freak me out because of this and this. And we have to constantly remind each other, first off, this scripture, you know, about giving it all over to God in prayer, you know, and having, um, you know, prayer and supplication and then having thanksgiving as well, knowing that what follows that is that peace. But then also we have scripture that talks about taking those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that comes against God's truth, you need to combat with God's truth. Just like Christ when he's being tempted by Satan and he keeps saying, it is written, it is written, it is written, Ooh, which, oh, yes, that always like amps yes, me up so much. Um but it's the same thing with us. It's like we start to feel anxious about something and we need to combat that with scripture, not to try to argue with it and be like, well, no, because uh, this or uh, I could probably do this. Because yeah. a lot of times that can be our fail safe is ourselves and our own problem solving capabilities, you know, and right. I know I do that a lot rather than being like, why am I anxious? I need to trust Christ for these things. What are mm-hmm. the promises of God? Let me focus on that. You know, just like other scripture that t- tells you to focus on all that is noble, good, praiseworthy, um, all that kind of stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like we neglect to do that. And, you know, it's no wonder that if we're not obeying what scripture says to do, then you're going to have the consequence of that. Whereas when you do obey what scripture tells you to do, you have those moments of reprieve. We're in spite of the anxious thoughts that want to come in, but you're taking it captive. You're taking it captive. You're fighting it with truth. You're fighting it with truth. You're giving it over to him and you do what his word says, which is to take it to him in prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. And then that peace, you have that moment of reprieve where everything is just okay in you because you have Christ. Right. Um, Yeah. But unfortunately it's like, there's not a lot of, discipling in those areas and so it just and you know not a lot of studying of the word as well can come Mm -hmm. into it that leaves christian vulnerable christians vulnerable to um you know not know how it is you biblically obtain that peace that's true lasting peace right and honestly i'm I'm just i feel so inclined to apologize Mm -hmm. on behalf of a lot of these churches and i mean a lot of these churches that have misguided a lot of their congregants mm-hmm. in believing such falsities, such as, you know, um, when did the word of God become secondary or thirdly mm-hmm. or even last in the line of how to handle things in life? Mm-hmm. I mean, when did a lot of secular ideas or certain isms, I guess you could say, right. how, how did all that become above the word of God that is mm-hmm. mighty and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, that it's all we absolutely need for life and godliness, mm-hmm. everything. When when did that ever change? Right. It's like I, I'm I do, I'm very apologetic on behalf of them because I know for certain that I have looked up to many certain pastors and then now, 
you know, um, in some of my darkest of times and seeking out that same help from them or even from others or simply looking for it, they tossed business cards of um, psychologists mm-hmm. and therapists mm-hmm. at me. And I'm see- I'm simply just crying out for more of God, more of God, and yet I'm being directed to something worldly. Mm-hmm. I'm... I don't know. That just honestly, it makes me almost emotional. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to break down and cry. Um, because it's simply, how do you do that? How do you minimize our almighty God, right. our Father in heaven, who gives us that peace that surpasses all understanding, all understanding. And yet we say it's not enough. Exactly. And we say it's not enough. We, we rely on worldly wisdom. We rely right. on our own right. wisdom. We often say my what, how I perceive my certain experiences will trump what is actually true. Exactly. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's like, you're right. When did those things become acceptable? Like, when did being wise in our own eyes, right. something that is so warned against in the Bible, right. become acceptable and even praised? Right. Um, and it's unfortunate because a lot of the worldly help you know for one it's usually just a band-aid that doesn't fix the heart issues you know Mm -hmm. which we'll probably end up getting in on another podcast and everything but um it's just also stuff that you know I I always find it interesting how like in the world you see like a lot of like for example like you see construction and all these different types of inventions Mm -hmm. and you see how they were all inspired by something in like nature you know like god's creation like we're not original and i think the same thing with other stuff too it's like a lot of times like you know they they mix worldly advice with biblical advice because they know there's there's truth to the bible but then they take it and they twist it and they make Mm -hmm. it their own and they make it different but yeah so yeah so it's it's very much just it is it actually it breaks both of our hearts because we we've had very different instances of going through different things but um, we seem to always just wonder, you know, we could have many different arguments, which again, going to be in the other <laughs> podcast and not in this one, but we want to stay focused on mm-hmm. this whole peace, this idea right. of peace and the fact that as us Christians, if we are children of our almighty God, we have received that in our inheritance. Mm-hmm. We have that peace that we can get from him. But what it, what it seems to be the case is that we don't believe it. Mm-hmm. We don't believe the word. We don't believe what it says. We don't believe what it says about receiving that peace, about mm-hmm. having that peace. And then also on top of that, we want peace to come without any work on our part. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we have to beg for it. It's not that we have to um, be seeking after it, find it, make sense of it or anything we simply have to believe in faith. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, it comes and it's there and we stand firm on the word and we say, Lord, you said this. Mm-hmm. It is written, such as it says, resist the devil right. and he will flee from you. That is what the word says. And mm-hmm. how do you do that? With the word of God. So you say, Lord, you say in your word this. You don't battle the mm-hmm. enemy yourself. I know that there's countless people out there that claim that you go against the demons and the devil yourself. You don't do that. Right. You don't do that. You simply state the truth of God's word. Like she mentioned, he said it in Matthew, Jesus, over and over again. It is written. 
It is written. And that is how you combat, such as the full armor of God, having Mm -hmm. that sword that is the word of God. That is what we use. And simply, he can't do anything about it. The enemy can't do anything about it, but simply flee. He's got to go. It's done for. But we don't want to do that work of simply standing firm in faith and speaking the truth of God's word. And that's how we receive that peace that surpasses all understanding. And mind you, we want to go into obviously discussing taking thoughts captive and everything, but we think we're going to do another podcast on that one as well. Yeah. See, there's just so many different things that we can cover on this, but we would like to touch on other topics of that word peace in the Bible, such as to live at peace with all men. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, I start to laugh at this one because I think that's so heavily misconstrued. Mm -hmm. With this whole idea of ecumenism. Right. Let's just bring everybody together in unity and let's be living in peace. Tolerate everything, no matter how unbiblical and revolting it is to God. Right. Right. Um, No. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, no, that's not what that is trying to say. And I believe we're going to probably have some resources um, in the description box or at least wherever our podcast is at. You're going to be able to see some of the resources of what we're actually talking about and this whole idea mm-hmm. of to live at peace with all men. That doesn't mean that you, like Nastasia said, you completely accept everything. You, you tolerate everything. You say yes to everything, even if it goes against beliefs. That's not how that works. That's not mm-hmm. living in peace. Or under the guise of loving others, Mm -hmm. using it as a form of promoting peace, that's also unbiblical. Mm -hmm. So, um, because you know, truth is love. You know, you you go and you speak truth to them. You know, you don't lie. You can't. You see somebody, you know, on their way to hell. You can't just say out of love, I'm gonna let them keep doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Out of love you go to them and you tell them the gospel. You mm-hmm. don't yell and scream and all that kind of stuff, but you go in bold love and mm-hmm. you stand for what is truth. But not just for them. Love for God because God is your everything. He right. needs to be your everything. Right. Um and that way out of that abundant outpouring love you have for God, it flows to every everybody else. Right. You know? But with that is standing on truth, standing on what the Bible teaches. Um, and you know, and so uh, you wanna live at peace where you're not trying to pick fights, you're not trying to get into these huge debates that are just, you know, for the sake of a- aggravating each other, you know, and right. um, you don't wanna, you know, act in those ways, um, and disturb the peace in that sense. So as long as it's up to you, you want to have that peaceful demeanor. You know, you want to be um, respectful in those ways and civil. However, that does not mean you can compromise on truth for the sake of so-called peace. Whoa, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That is a bold statement right there. And yes, it's very much true. It is. But it's unfortunate to see just how much is occurring in the christian world Mm -hmm. alone we're not even talking about the culture we're not talking about society we're not talking about worldly ideas or anything we're talking about within the church the christian church just the amount of compromises that are being made just how much unbiblical you know unbiblical things that are occurring for the sake of peace and unity and mind you i don't think that that fares 
at all well in mm-hmm. the eyes of our Lord at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very, very displeasing right. in his sight to see that just the amount of compromising and the amount of tolerating. And I mean, mind you, we can go into a lot of this whole idea that's being promoted out there of the different types of gospels, you know, critical race theory, the racism thing, the social justice thing, um, all the stuff about Marxism, pragmatism. We can go into the isms. We can really go into those things. But again, are we compromising? Are we basically saying, you know what? We can mix this with biblical truth. We can misinterpret the Bible and make it work to our advantage so that we're actually promoting more peace and love and togetherness and everything. And who cares what Jesus says? That breaks my heart. Mine too. That really breaks our hearts mm-hmm. because how could you possibly do that to our Almighty Father? Mm-hmm. And this is really a call from Mastasia and I that if you are thinking these things, we're not here to attack you because her and I mm-hmm. have to constantly be examining ourselves. And we ask that right. of all other Christians, true followers of Christ, to examine yourself if you're really in the faith. Mm-hmm. And also to see whether are you seeking the peace that the Bible conveys or are you seeking the peace that the world portrays right because i'm telling you one thing one will completely disappoint you the other one will completely amaze you Mm -hmm. so even talking about that kind of in matthew it talks about blessed are the peacemakers again what's the context of that it's in the sermon on the mount Mm -hmm. it's telling us something that's very important but again We are not to compromise for the sake of upholding this idea of peace that the world wants Mm -hmm. us to believe in. So do you have anything to add to this? I think one thing, too, about, um, you know, living at peace with others as well is basically when you sin against somebody, you go to them and you apologize. Mm -hmm. You repent before the Lord, but you go and you seek forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And then... It is not reliant on if they choose to forgive you or not. You did your part. You went, you repented, you asked for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And regardless if they forgive you or not, the Lord sees your, you know, the fact that you're repenting of that and you're forgiven by him. Um, And so um, as long as you're able, you went and you tried to make peace. And then it's just either they accepted that apology or they didn't, you know. But that's not as much the... um, concern because you are right with god you know but right yeah and i think that that's that is a very biblical aspect of being a peacemaker um i think there's just again this misunderstanding that somehow being a peacemaker is to okay so the world is going in this direction Mm -hmm. so we're simply gonna sit there and just Mm -hmm. cross our hands and be accepting and then just smile at every turn and just be okay with everything that is happening but Mm -hmm. see what what we gain from the idea of being a peacemaker is that you're a peacemaker under christ in other words you are seeking to speak that truth in love Mm -hmm. with grace salted on your lips obviously but you're not going to stir away from that you're not going to steer away from that you are going to simply stay on that path of what god has commanded you to Mm -hmm. do and you're going to be a peacemaker in that because the only true peace can come from Jesus Christ and no one else and mm-hmm. nothing else. So 
we're not looking to pick up pitchforks. We're not looking to pick up like mm-hmm. these machine guns. We're not looking to wage war. We're not looking to do those things. Mm-hmm. We remain as peacemakers, but under under the reality of what God has called us to be. And that is to be out there preaching the gospel, mm-hmm. proclaiming Jesus Christ, constantly speaking truth in that love and grace, and to leaving the rest unto God. Mm-hmm. We are not responsible for how everybody else responds, where their hearts are at. We're not responsible for how can we keep the peace in this world. Because honestly, Mastasia and I just see it more and more as though we're going to be hated. Right. We're going to be hated if we're living for Christ, if we're trying to live a holy life, if we're repenting, if we're constantly seeking after him, we're proclaiming him, preaching Mm -hmm. the gospel. We are going to be hated. So... The only way that we could be peacemakers is not to compromise, not to give in to everybody else so that we will look good in their eyes, Mm -hmm. but that we will be doing what God has called us to do and be pleasing in our Lord's eyes. Mm -hmm. Do you have something to add? Like, the best way to be a peacemaker is to share the gospel, for if the Lord brings them to that repentance and that salvation, then they're going to have the greatest peace with God. (laughs) (laughs) that's completely true yes yeah so yeah it's just unfortunately yeah it does very much so get twisted to just basically be like let's just try to keep everybody happy which even the world knows you can't keep everybody happy but i mean especially to compromise on truth because if if we love god with all our heart mind soul strength how is it that we can then turn around and say ah but forget his teachings and forget Mm. all these things because I also need to love them as myself and, you know, and to love them as myself is to basically just, you know, allow them to do whatever it is that they want and to just, um... It's like, you do you, boo. Okay, yeah, sure, go ahead and you do you and then I'll do me and we'll be fine. We'll we'll keep each other, you know, in that that peaceful place, in Mm -hmm. that unity. (laughs) But it's like, you can't uphold one part of God's word and then completely dethrone the other part. Like, Mm -hmm. you, they, God's word completely goes together in perfect unity. So it's like, um, yeah, it's like, why is it that we can sometimes fall into that trap of, you know, oh, in order to love others, you know, I have to, um, I can never think of that one word, but basically just allowing them to do whatever it is that they want to do and you're just kind of like oh all right i guess i'll just let that happen or whatever do you know the word i'm trying to refer to you just tolerate tolerance no it's that um oh well if it comes up it comes up but um yeah and so uh people opt to do that but then they completely disregard the whole thing about the bible basically we're loving god serving god obeying god Mm -hmm. and so it's like you can't have both Mm -hmm. and it's not even to say that, oh, so then you can't fully love others because that's not even truly love like we, you know, we're already getting into as well. You know, you see somebody, you know, wanting to cut off their hand and you're like, oh, don't do that. And they're like, excuse me, I'm offended. I enjoy this kind of thing. And you're like, yeah, but this is going to really injure you really bad and it could even, you know, kill you. And then, ah, and, uh, and it's just like, uh, how dare you kind of thing. And then you're like, okay, I won't bother them. I'll just leave them be kind of thing, you know, and because I just know if I bring it up, it'll just offend them, you know, and it's like, that's not, that's not loving because you're just letting them hurt themselves in that way, you know, and so, I mean, you can't control others, you can't control how they respond, you can't control what they do, but you could stand up for truth and at least give warnings, you know? Yeah, we did do a podcast on biblical love, though. Yes. I guess, so... If y'all have not heard that one, you guys can check that one out. (laughs) I know. So much of God's word, like I said, all comes together. So it's all, 
It's like so tough for me to like focus on one it point is. sometimes because it just all connects and branches off <laughs> and you're just like, oh, and this and this. And it's like, wait, 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 wait back to the topic at hand. Peace. Okay. So with saying on topic with peace, which obviously I agree with you too, that everything just seems to come together so beautifully under Christ. It really does. But to receive that inexplicable peace, mm-hmm. which again, this world would want to be like, if it's inexplicable, you can't explain it. No, the Lord explains it really perfectly mm-hmm. and beautifully. And yeah, is that he doesn't give peace as the world gives. Mm-hmm. That is what, oh my, I don't know. I always get like, ah! It's just like, ah! He doesn't give peace as the world gives because what the world gives is false peace. So if you do not believe in Jesus Christ and you are seeking out peace because, I mean, behold look what's happening in this world look what's happening in your home look what's happening all around you at work life everything even in relationships Mm -hmm. as Nastasia has mentioned we try to find comfort and peace in all these other things except for the one true person that can give it to you that gives it to us Mm -hmm. and that is Jesus Christ so it's if you do not know Jesus Christ I pray that you will come to truly believe in him. I pray that he saves you. And seeking after him with all of your heart is just how you can receive that because the more you seek after him, the more that he reveals himself to you. He says, seek me with all of your heart and you will find me. Mm -hmm. So if you desire that inexplicable peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding, that perfect peace that he talks about in Isaiah 26.3, it says, thou will keep keep." Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, if I could get that right, Mm -hmm. whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. So it's to trust in Jesus Christ. Your mind continuously is on him, and that is where you receive that perfect peace. So again, you're dealing with anxiety. You're dealing with fear. You're dealing with worry. Again, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. He's not joking when he says, Come to me, those who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. <laughs> That's in Matthew. But yeah, he doesn't say these things because they're just words in a book mm-hmm. or stamped on a, on, a, on a piece of paper. He says these things because they're real. They're alive. They're active. And if you need that peace with everything that is going on, trust that he will give it to you. Mm -hmm. If you are his child, he cannot deny that. He will not deny that. He will give that to you. And yes, sometimes it feels as though, oh my gosh, my mind is out of control. I'm so upset with this. So many different emotions that want to rule in us. But he's also given us the ability to take those emotions Mm -hmm. and put them under submission to control them. And that is through the power of his word. Again, we're always relating it back to his word. That if you genuinely want that peace, if you're truly seeking that peace, do you honestly believe that the Lord will not give it to you as being one of his children? Mm -hmm. As Nastasia says, that one scripture that you talk about, always like if um, uh, the father giving good gifts, What's that one that you say? If the father gives good gifts. Oh, right, right. Like, basically, um, you know, 
uh, a worldly father will not give their kid a scorpion or a snake when they ask for something like an egg. So God isn't going to just give you something so terrible right. when you're asking for something like, you know, may your will be done. Like, he's not going to be like, oh, you know, now I'm just going to torture you. <laughs> like, that right. doesn't, <laughs> that's not his character. That is not in his character. And I think that's also, like, a big thing is that many Christians have Jesus Christ completely distorted. Right. They just don't know him. And it's because either wherever they're being fed, again, this is huge, huge. Wherever you're being fed, make sure they are expositing the scriptures, that they're preaching the true interpretation because Mm -hmm. there's not a thousand different interpretations of the Bible. There's one. Mm -hmm. We have one Holy Spirit, and he tells us all the same thing. Now, also don't distort that in believing that the application is the interpretation. That is not true either. Mm -hmm. The interpretation is on its own, and from there is how we apply it to our lives. So, again, make sure that wherever you're being fed, you're being fed truth. It's sound doctrine. And also make sure that you have the ability to go and speak to your pastor about things that are occurring in your life and that they can direct you to the word of God because the word of God will get you through this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more that Mastasia and I can talk about just our own um, testament to how real the word is and how that was the only sustaining power that we had and what broke through any kind of strongholds that we had in our minds or lies that were completely messing with us and obviously seeing just how the enemy flees and receiving that inexplicable Mm -hmm. peace. I mean, those moments of reprieve or even seasons of reprieve are amazing. Yeah. I mean, you can vouch for that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then I think too, like, uh, I mean, first of all, all that stuff about studying the Bible and all those types of things, that's a big reason why we wanted to do Restore Women's Bible Studies because it's, it's so crucial in our walk and we really are just all for those things. And so that's why we wanted to start that to help just hone in on that and to, you know, lead women to that and everything. Um, but then also concerning those, you know, that peace that the world gives, I think the thing that the biggest example of that is anybody with an idol, anybody mm. with a religion, anybody, you know, that's, you know, they, they basically they don't believe in Christ or they don't believe in anything or whatever, you know, they don't believe in a God. And they basically go through life feeling like they're at peace. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm at peace with my imagined God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm at peace with um, the fact that there is no God. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm at peace with you know, I'll die and it'll all just be nothingness. You know, like, they're at peace in that sense. They're basically at peace in sin. Mm. Basically, that's the sad thing, is that sometimes Uh it feels like Christians can start to play with that. Yep. Where they, you know, when we'll get into the whole thing about the conscience soon, but but basically that whole idea of, like, you just mess with sin and then you start to build a tolerance for it. And it's just like, oh, it's fine. I'm, you know, I'm at peace with that kind of thing. But that's that false peace because there's going to, if you're a Christian, there's going to be discipline because you're a legitimate child. And that's not something to be taken lightly. But praise God for that mercy. Amen. But also if you're not, it doesn't matter how at peace you are with or how much you think you're at peace with death and all those things. Because the end result is hell, because you don't know Christ. Right. And so it's that false peace where that peace is not going to save you. That peace is not going to amount to anything. It's just a false guise. Like, it's just a, it's just a guise. It is. Um, 
And then, yeah, uh, I think one thing that comes to mind, too, is another aspect of how peace gets mistreated, if you would, or, like, you know, that whole phrase of, I have a peace about it. Oh, my... Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, ah, sorry, it's like... Ah. <laughs> you went there. I did. You went there. I sure did. <laughs> because, <laughs> because that's the thing is... Okay, it, it's like it gets the order mixed up, which is really helpful being able to see it this way. Because at first I was like, hi, confused <laughs> kind of thing. But um, it's, I think the difference is, is that a lot of people have used that to say, because I have peace, I can go do this. Mm. Rather than saying, in spite of my circumstances, because of Christ, I have peace. Ooh. Because you could go to share the gospel with someone and feel, again, oh my gosh, what are they going to do? Are they going to hate me? Yes, they're going to hate me because they hated Christ unless they're his elect, but I don't know if that's the case. And da, 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 da. But you know what? I should be anxious for nothing. God has called me to do this, and I'm trusting him. I'm giving it to you, Lord, even though this could be a bad thing, or rather, a better example. I need to go confront someone's sin. Mm. That is something that you're not going to feel good about, mm-hmm. having to go and confront someone's mm-hmm. sin. You're probably going to feel kind of uncomfortable with that idea. True. However, knowing that it is the loving thing to do as brothers in, and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. to go to that person and say, hey, I see this sin and I know that the bad effects it can have. Let's pray. Let's go to God's word. Let's you know deal with this. Right. You're not going to have, oh, I have this peace about it. It's going to be, oh my gosh, I feel kind of uncomfortable with the idea of having to do this in confrontation. But you know what? It's going to be okay with God. It's going to be okay because of God. Mm. No matter what happens, whether it's a quote-unquote perceived favorable outcome or unfavorable outcome, it's okay because of God. Right. And I'm obeying Him. Versus, you know, I really want to go do this thing. Mind you, sometimes I'm surprised to find that that thing is sin. And yet, Mm. because there's a peace there... I'm, that's basically my go ahead Mm -hmm. because I have this perceived peace. I can do this thing. Um, and not to say it's always necessarily sinful, but it's basically, it's acting in emotion Mm -hmm. and that's not something that's stable and trustworthy. We know that we still grapple with the flesh. Um, we have that new heart, but we also have the flesh, which is that deceitfully wicked, you know, and who can understand it but God. And so it's just like, um, it's very just risky to rely on emotion like that. And it's not the biblical thing to do. And so kind of just to like uh, touch a little bit more on what she was saying, because, yeah, this girl went there. No, No, because honestly, I am guilty of in the past, way back when, Mm -hmm. and first starting out in my walk is, well, I have a piece about it. Well, I have a piece about it. I have a piece about it. So I'm going to go right. ahead and walk in it. But see, um, over the course of learning more and just seeking God's word, there's also this um, there's this th- this thing where we can't misconstrue the conscience being seared, but then also um, the emotionalism. Right. There's a difference. There's a distinction there. Because... Obviously, you don't act on something that you perceive as sin. If you believe in your heart that you doing something or 
saying something is sin it's going to be sin in the eyes mm-hmm. of the lord and that's the conscience that's telling you yeah don't do that yeah right. don't see that yeah this or whatever so you're not gonna have a piece about it mm-hmm. um and so but if you are basically going in a direction yet fear wants to come in yet anxiety wants to come in but yet you know that you have a desire to do it then you do it and you're not going to have a piece about it. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to have a piece about it. So there's no, that that I have a piece about it. It was really, really cool what you just said in the beginning that some people, everybody that uses that phrase, I have a piece about it, basically has it in the wrong order. Right. They do. Mm-hmm. They absolutely do. So it's like there is a distinction between those two things because, um, there's a seared, like I said, the seared conscience where it's, no, I know that this will be a sin, so I'm not going to do it. So if you do end up doing it, then you end up obviously searing your conscience. And then you've committed sin and you have to repent of it. Um, but then when you're basing your decisions or your actions or whatever it is on um, having a peace about it, that mm-hmm. means you could still end up walking in something that is not the Lord's will because you're just walking in it because it's like whatever, you really don't desire it, but you're saying that you have a peace about it, peace about it, which could be another false peace. But if you're allowing fear or you know that it's the right thing to do, but yet you have fear, you have anxiety and all that stuff, and yet you're like, I don't have a peace about it, so I'm not going to do it, right. then you're basically in sin as well. Right. And then that's also falling under disobedience, which we'll get more into in another podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there is a, a disobedience. That's huge. But we're having yeah. a lot of, but wait, there's more to come. I know, yeah. <laughs> we are having a lot of those moments. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so there are those distinctions, you know, if obviously it may not come out as clear because I think we could expound more on this, but Mm -hmm. we are running low on time as somehow we just don't realize how time escapes us so much on these podcasts. But, um, I don't know. Did you want something a little bit? Did you want to add something more? I know. It's like so much, right? I know. Oh my gosh. But also, um... Uh, mini fact, mini random fact, if I can just say, it's so funny how in the beginning of starting the podcast, we're like, oh my gosh, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to say, what are we, like, how are we going to, like, have enough time, or, you know, are we going to have to, like, are we going to say too little, and now here we are, where we're like, oh, time escapes us, (laughs) always. (laughs) Um, So... Really, just to reiterate once more, it's let's stop seeking after false peace, please. Mm-hmm. Let's, for the sake of, for the sake of Christianity, for the sake of this world, for the sake of Jesus Christ, and standing, mm-hmm. standing firm for who He is, standing firm for what we know we have in Him. Let's seek after that perfect peace, that inexplicable peace that comes. From only him Jesus Christ and once again we're not looking to diminish some really hard hard physical issues that some people have mm-hmm. where it seems like peace escapes okay but let's be honest with ourselves mm-hmm. a lot of what we're dealing with on the inside are matters of the heart right you know it says from you know the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
It says a lot of the issues of life come from the heart. There's a lot of things that we harbor in there that is hindering the beautiful peace that Jesus Christ can give us. There's a lot of things in there. Bitterness, resentment, anger, hatred. There's a lot of stuff in the heart that needs to be dealt with that spurs on a lot of this evil, the evilness in this world. Right. It does. And that's where peace, that perfect peace, is completely depleted of or is lacking. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of, do you want to deal with the things that are in the heart? Do you want to deal with those things? And as a Christian, you may have sought out therapy. You may have sought out psychologists, psychiatrists, all those things. But truly, only the Lord Jesus Christ can give that peace in your heart and Mm -hmm. heal that heart and soften that hardened heart and renew the mind Mm -hmm. completely and give you that inexplicable peace. Right. Only he can do that. Exactly. So I often have questions that I ask and seems to be coming down to time. So we're just going to insert my cute little jingle that Nastasia made that I still can't get over. (laughs) Right here. Question time with Amanda. You might cry, but hopefully good tears. Still love it. It's still cute. (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Nastasia. I really like it. Um, So um, just a few questions. Uh, I just ask that you simply pray, ask the Lord about them, see what spurs up in your heart and converse with the Lord and read your word. Read your word because God is so faithful, so faithful to always make things clear because he's not one that toys with us. He's not the author of confusion. He doesn't do things like that. Mm-hmm. He's not the author of confusion, but of peace. We must remember that. So um, question one, um, are you seeking after peace of the world, the false peace, or are you seeking after the peace that comes only from Jesus Christ? Second, um, are you truly walking in the faith? I think that's something that we we really need to ask ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. are you truly walking in the faith? Really examine yourselves and see if you are truly walking as a follower of Jesus Christ or do you have one arm, one leg, half of your body or only one arm with the Lord and the rest of your body is in in the world? Mm -hmm. And number three, do you really want to be freed if the sun sets you free you are free indeed Mm -hmm. he has not given us the ability to be a slave to fear anymore Mm -hmm. he has not so do you really want that genuine perfect inexplicable peace Mm -hmm. that can only come from jesus christ okay that's it Mm -hmm. my three questions yeah (laughs) awesome (laughs) i was like that's it that's it that's it that's That's all folks folks. (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking the same thing it's like yeah that's it that's it nah i'm pretty sure we could probably talk about a lot more things which a lot of things are coming into my head but we're just like well our time is about up so (laughs) so yeah but do you have any last remarks comments Uh, I want to encourage those who may be struggling with fear or anxiety to actually trust God and his promises Mm -hmm. and his word, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times that's what gets, what we get stripped of is our trust of the Lord. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we think that we can't, but we can, and we yes. have to. We need mm-hmm. to believe him in faith. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage you guys to really learn to study the scriptures, seek after the scriptures, pray without ceasing, or ceasing and to trust God in those things and to have that belief, that faith. And let me jump in on that one and simply say that we do pray for this world. Mm-hmm. We do pray for many people that are going through different things. Um, I find myself praying often um, for people in depression, for people with suicidal mm-hmm. thoughts, for people um, that are going through some massive mental torment. Um, I pray for people that um, are suffering these intense anxiety moments or even panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I pray for those that are in probably strongholds of fear. Mm-hmm. Um and I only say this because both Mastasia and I have gone through all of that ourselves. Right. And our only soul-sustaining power, deliverer, mm-hmm. healer, everything has been Christ. Mm-hmm. And we can attest to that. Yes. And we do not want to act as though our experiences um, are basically the end-all and everything. Mm-hmm. But we often say... Is your experience a qualified experience? Mm-hmm. Is it a biblical experience? Mm-hmm. Because we do not want to go in anything unbiblical. Right. But it's not just our testament, but it's a, a quite a bit more of testaments that we've heard from other people mm-hmm. of just that nothing else in this world could provide that freedom. Mm-hmm. Nothing else could deliver them or heal them or make them that new creation in Christ until they completely submitted unto Christ in his word. And that was the only thing that sustained them. And we're not saying at all in any kind of way that these things do not come back up, but they don't come back up in a way that maybe you're just dealing with it because attempting to do it in your own strength Mm -hmm. or attempting to do it, the world just wants you to do it. And that's why it just keeps coming back with a vengeance as though it feels. But God has given us all that we need, Mm -hmm. all that we need to receive that peace and you each and every one of you, as much as we have, mm-hmm. can have that peace in him. And we pray for that. We mm-hmm. wholeheartedly pray for all those that are going through whatever it is that you're going through. A death of a family member, a death of a child. Um, you're losing your home. You're dealing with maybe losing your car, your job. Just so many different things that mm-hmm. may be occurring in this world. Don't know what the future holds don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You're constantly on edge thinking that that next shoe is going to drop. Trust that Mastasia and I have been through many different seasons of experiencing different things like that. Mm-hmm. And the only answer that is resounding in our head right. is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is it. Mm-hmm. And he can also be that answer for you as well. He's faithful. He does not abandon his children. He's a good father. No, he does mm-hmm. not abandon He never, ever, ever would do that because it's not in his character. Mm -hmm. And that's something that the enemy would like to convince you of is that he will abandon you, that you do need the things of this world, that nothing else would suffice, that Mm -hmm. he's not really there for you. Man, we can go on with a whole podcast full of the lies that the enemy uses, Mm -hmm. but guess what? He uses the same tactics every single time, every single time. He is a master deceiver. Do not let him have that power. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're a child of God, if you're a true believer, all you need is Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and his word. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's all you need. So um, 
I would like Nastasia to close us in prayer, please. Woo! <laughs> okay. So, thanks. Heavenly Father, we come before you now, thanking you so much that we can come before you. Thanking you that we can cast our cares on you because you care for us. Thanking you for that peace that you give us, Lord, that you don't give as the world gives. Thanking you that we are loved by you, that we have been um, called by you, Lord, and that you have saved us through Christ, that you've given us your Holy Spirit, that you've given us your sufficient scriptures, Lord, and all that we need to stand firm in the faith. May you equip all of us with your armor, Lord. May, we, may you bring to remembrance your scriptures that we can um, take thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. May we learn to discern what is true peace and what is false peace. And may we learn to discern what is um, worldly wisdom, what is our own wisdom, and what is your wisdom, Lord. May we um, learn to study the scriptures so our minds would be renewed, Lord, that we would become more and more like Christ that we would believe you, Lord, um, and that you would help those who may sometimes struggle with unbelief, Lord. May you be over um, all of us, Lord, for you know your children. You know what is in our hearts. You know um, any secret sins. You also know any fears, any anxieties, any doubts. You know everything. You know us better than we would know ourselves, Lord. So um, may you please continue that good work you've began in us that you will continue until the day of Christ's return when we are made perfect. Thank you so much for the promises of your word. Thank you so much for the peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you so much for your scriptures that instruct us on how to live. Thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for everything that you've provided and have equipped us with. May your goodwill be done in and through our lives, and may we continue to grow and spiritually mature in Christ. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Um, like we've mentioned so many times, probably through this podcast, is we've got plenty of podcasts coming up. <laughs> Lord willing, it's always in his hands. We commit that unto him. But, you know, subscribe, like, comment, share, pray anywhere you can we really greatly appreciate all the support that we do receive mm -hmm. and we just thank you so much for tuning in and um look forward to tuning in to the next one Alrighty, righty bye, bye.